Hello, this is Ellen. And this is Mandy Nolan. Here we are, Women Like Us. This is our first podcast. Women Like Us, the podcast. Oh, I know. And look, we went through lots of things we're going to talk about. We decided we wanted to share what's wrong with us. (laughs) There's heaps of it. How many episodes are we going to have? I know. (laughs) So we thought, you know, I have a bit of a Christian background, being brought up Catholic. Ellen doesn't. No. Oh, I did go to Sunday school a few times. Did you? I think it was mainly to get my parents wanted us out of the house on a Sunday morning so they could have sex. Yeah, well, that's that's generally what happens. That would be the last sin. So that's what we're going to do is talk about the seven deadly sins. Yeah, great. I and had to look them up because I didn't know them, but evidently I know them all quite well. They're really cool. Like, do you want to share the seven deadly sins, Ellen, or I can tell you what they yeah, are Yeah, tell me anyway. what they are. Um, I believe there's, um, there's greed, there's lust, there's wrath. 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 Like, you get really, oh, get a little bit of wrath. Um, pride, uh, sloth, and, and probably our favourite, which we'll start with today... Gluttony. Gluttony. Yeah. <laughs> you might hear some noises in the background. My dog is tearing our podcast studio up. Let's tell everybody about the podcast studio before we start, Mandy. Oh, it is really Let's nice. Let's set the scene. Well, we're sitting... We're, um, we're in a shed. ...in the country <laughs> with a small uh, Jack Russell who seems to have ADHD. So you will hear biting, there he shaking. Is shaking um, he would be the eighth deadly sin would be Stanley. <laughs> Um, definitely. <laughs> so we, we've got, we're, we're in a very nice, it's a nice cool little room. There's a little stove. There's a bed if we get tired for a lie down. Yeah, a couple of couches. You love a couch. I do love a couch. Ellen's got cushions in here and we're just alone here. Yeah, which is nice. a very busy dog. That dog is like. <laughs> what I love is Ellen is a dog lover, right? There's no dog in the world she wouldn't love, but she's managed to choose the one dog in the world. <laughs> that that has... I'm struggling to love. Yeah, struggling. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, he's pushing you. Oh, yeah. To, to the brink. I, I do believe dogs um, come along for a reason, but I don't know the reason this dog has come into my life. It's probably to stop you ever having a dog. Yeah, I have lost eight kilos since I've got him. Oh, that's good because you have – Ellen has to walk. Can't, yeah. Well, and I've walked him seven kilos this morning and he's still seven crazy. Seven kilos. I walked seven, seven kilos. <laughs> that's a long seven way. Seven kilometres. And he's still um he's still a bit nuts. But anyway, good if you lost a kilo or a kilometer, because this yeah. we're getting back to the gluttony, because um it's been a bit of an issue for for Ellen and I, uh, and for a lot of people I think over the years is that how I'm, good I've is got gluttony? To put him outside. Keep going. I'll go. Well, what I love is I don't know. I hate people that like I love food. And I love eating, and that—that's the biggest. That's the biggest thing. And I, I'm not someone when I like something and I'm eating it. I don't necessarily want to stop. I don't eat because I'm hungry. I eat because I'm bored. I eat because I'm depressed. I eat because I'm pissed, and um, oh, there's yeah. something I, good in the fridge. Yeah, I eat when I'm happy, when I'm sad, when I'm stressed, when I'm worried, when I'm sick. You know, when do you know the only time I haven't been able to eat is when I did my very first stand-up thing with you. I couldn't eat for three days beforehand. Wow. I know. I wish that happened now. I know. We needed to find a new anxious thing like that. Like it's hard and it's, it's, it is, I think the gluttony thing is when you go beyond into that next level, which has always been. Like, I mean, the other night I woke up, I'd had a few drinks and the next day and I thought, gee, my teeth feel a bit gummy. And I realised before I'd gone to bed, I'd just gone and bitten the cheese, but I'd just bitten it. <laughs> Like a rat. There's like my giant teeth marks in the edge of the cheese. And I like. And then you just put it back. Yeah, I put it back because I was pissed. And I was so embarrassed. I had to cut that bit off in case anyone went to get the cheese and oh, found my really teeth funny. marks in the cheese. That, that, that's gluttony. That's yeah. clearly. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, that eating when you you're still full, but you're loving it so much, and it, it's a weird thing when you when you're full. You can feel yourself being full, but you just can't stop. Oh, I know. When when I was a um, young young a young person, when I lived in my first share house, and there's these five girls, like we were truly in, into gluttony. So we'd have on a Sunday we'd have a roast, and we'd make chicken, and we'd get a box of fruity lexia so we'd drink fruity lexia and we'd eat and we'd make we'd have ice cream and like we weren't great at cooking but we could cook a roast and yeah. like, it was like a nana meal for yeah. these uni girls and halfway through we'd eat that much that to get the next course in we'd all go on the ground and do these someone had showed us a yoga digestion exercise to push the food back <laughs> so we all put on about 10 kilos in that house like we started off as these really hot chicks and then we were like we're house of fat chicks like it was like this pretty terrifying. actual exercise <laughs> to push the food. Yeah, how else are you going to have an orgy? That's well, the, the Romans used to go and have a vomit, didn't they? Yeah, I can understand why, but we didn't want. Look, we were on a budget, and yeah, we you're not going to vomit up the good food. No, it was good food. We wanted to keep it in and just push it down. And there was one you put your you lie on the ground, and it's kind of you put your. Um, I'm not sure what the pose is called, but your legs come up. Over, the gluttony over, pose. It's a, yeah, you, you kind of <laughs> going to gluttony. It's almost like if you could. It's a pose that looks like you could fillet yourself, but you can't because there's no way. Like you can, but you got to get your bum off the ground and put your legs over your head with your feet touching oh. behind your head, and that really does. If anyone's had a big eat, like Christmas you Day, think so? Would you? Well, it makes you feel pretty bad when you're doing yeah. it, but you hold that pose for a while, <laughs> and when you get up, back to the table. <laughs> <laughs> there's a little tip for Christmas. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine seeing Nana on the ground and just... <laughs> just going, I want to eat more turkey. But, but do you know how you do that thing when you go out? And I'm always aware of the kind of um, people I've seen, mainly women, that can do that thing where they never eat everything on their plate. Yeah. That they eat like only a small territory and they go, I'm so full, I can't eat the yeah. rest. And you're going... Were you forced to eat everything on your plate as a kid? Oh, that's a good question. <clears throat> yeah, because there was never that much on the plate. Yeah. Like it was, it wasn't ever a big serve, but you had to eat it. You had to Were eat you it. forced? Oh yeah, definitely. And the, you know, the peas that had been boiled. Oh yeah. So it was like you were eating soup of pea. You know what I mean? Like horrible. My mum was a terrible cook, really, when we were little, because um, she was busy, I guess. But boiling, boiling everything, Just... and had a pressure cooker. So oh. you put a bit of meat in the pressure cooker and boil the meat. Everything was boiled. It was boiled yeah. beyond. Yeah. When you at something like now, like look at cauliflower. It's like cauliflower's got a new PR agent because remember yeah. how bad cauliflower yeah. was? Yeah, yeah. It was like an asparagus. It was like eating an albino. What's it like? <laughs> it's like a, <laughs> this poor, kind of like, frighteningly white little vegetable that yeah. had never been. You like know, an alcoholic's nose. You oh, know when they terrible. turn into that big cauliflower yeah. nose. It was like eating that back in the day, but not now. No, not now. And then you put it in the oven with a little bit of olive oil. Oh, and, and you roast seeds. it up and say, oh my. God, it's like a delicacy. I mean, I know. Yeah, that's six ninety nine a cauliflower. Yeah, would want to be a delicacy. And same with asparagus, because you know, back in those days, asparagus only came out of a tin, didn't it? That oh, soggy, well, disgusting tin. Asparagus, tinned everything. Tin pineapple, tin pineapple, tinned peas and carrots together, and corn. Do you remember mm, that? I do like remember the, the cream vegetable. Yeah. And I often you'd have it. I grew up in the country. And it was often quite funny living in an area full of produce where you'd get the, the salads were made from tins of food. But that really stopped gluttony. Yeah. Because you, I think it's easier, <laughs> you couldn't eat it. easier to be gluttonous when you're surrounded by good food. And we really are now. We really are. We weren't then. No. 
Like it was easy not to put on weight. No. When you were surrounded by some pretty horrendous food. <laughs> what was the worst thing that your mother cooked or what was the regular food like when uh, you were growing up? Well, she up? used to do a bit of lamb's fry and bacon. What is lamb's fry though? That's kidney <sighs> or liver. Is it liver? I think it's liver. Lamb's I liver. I can't do awful. No, I can't do awful either. Um, look, her staple things were stuff like tuna casserole. Apricot chicken. Oh, the apricot chicken. The apricot chicken. Oh. And see, tinned apricots. See, I could actually, there was a point I would have gone gluttonous on the apricot chicken. Did you like it? I loved it. With see, the... I, I can't eat a sweet main meal. I can yeah. eat yeah. sweets afterwards. But you can't have it in. Some people are very against yeah, uh, sweet things. currants in curry, for instance. Yeah, it's the I, wrong... don't, no, I don't mind that, but apricots. Yeah, the apricot. It was full of, I remember really loving it though because it was kind of like, I wouldn't now. It was fancy. The French the onion soup. Oh, yeah. Uh, apricot nectar. Yeah. And you'd whack a bit of bread and apricot inside the chicken. Um, yeah. And there you go. That was. It was fancy. It was fancy. Fancy, yeah. She did good curried chicken, curried sausages, everything yeah. in the pressure cooker. Well, she and a roast. She was a good roast cooker. Yeah, well, that's good. Sunday night roast. That was a real tradition, wasn't it? It's a real Aussie tradition to have the roast on the Sunday night. But you're right. You couldn't be gluttonous back in those days because there wasn't the amount of food that we have. Well, it was never enough. I was, yeah. I was, perhaps that's why you do become gluttonous when you get a chance. Like you, that sense of overeating, like when you're really drawn to pigging out. Yeah. Is because there was never anything that good to eat or that much of anything. Like if yeah. it was good, there was a small amount. Yeah. I remember... Um, Alex, my husband, telling me that before he would go to a kid's birthday party, his mum would feed him up, like really make him full because he was just like a, you know, like a rat at the table. He would just <laughs> stuff himself with food and she'd be really embarrassed. Oh, that's embarrassing. <laughs> Have you ever, I used to, I've found sometimes when I've gone somewhere, I've been really aware because I've been really hungry. You'd never want to arrive at a function hungry and I've gone straight, do you know that you go straight to the table oh, and, th- and then you can't stop and then you park yourself in and yeah. then after you've had a few crackers and cheese, people are talking to you, yeah. you're just hoeing into it. Yeah. And people Is are like, this mine? <laughs> it's my cracker and cheese platter. <laughs> Get away from the salami. Yeah, the key is you can, it's very hard. Um, You know, I tend to just, oh, and I think I've eaten half a wheel. You know, well, I'm always a bit nervous too when I go into a party and if I don't know people. So it's a good thing to do just to eat and hide yourself over there. Oh, she's all right. She's just <laughs> yeah, it's when you square off at the table. Like yeah. you actually like you use your body as a blocking <laughs> device so that nobody else can access you know the cheese or the or the good bit that you're actually yeah. after. <laughs> that is that is that thing. It is. I think um because we do a lot of cruising and that is if you're talking about gluttony the, the smorgasbords yeah how do you deal with the smorgasbord yeah. Ellen not well as you would imagine because of the amount of people there because yeah, I'm not very good with the people in close proximity I, I when I'm like, eating yeah and I feel like COVID might have killed the smorgasbord well they don't they haven't done the self serve for a long time mm. I don't know if you've noticed you know you have to be served now but it means you know people are. Getting their plates, you know, and you'll see them go, no, no, more meat, put more meat on, put more meat on, and they'll go and eat that and then they're back for more, you know. It's almost like they they go, well, I have to eat everything because I've paid for it. Yeah. But do you remember, I remember the first smorgasbord I ever went to and it it really, you know, and you get Chinese on it and it was like. everything. And you just kept loading up. Like you went. And the idea that you could keep going back. Yeah. Was unbelievable. Yeah. And it was, it, and it really appealed, I think, to people from our generation that had never felt like they had enough food. Yeah, yeah. Well, and also, even things like when we share, in particular, Asian food, mm. 
when you think about it, you have about four dinners. Yeah. Because you go, okay, I'll get some rice and some some chicken curry and I'll eat that and then I'll get some more rice and then I'll get some of the beef curry and I'll eat that. And that you really end up having – I'm pretty sure the Asians don't eat like that. That much? No. Yeah, because you go, we'll all get one. I think just go, animal. tonight we're having chicken curry. We're do... not having – well, let's get five dishes and rice and some pad thai noodles because we need extra carbs. You know, like, I don't think they do that. They just go, tonight, kids, it's chicken curry. And you know how you get that post – you know, it's so enjoyable when you're in. Like gluttony, the thing about gluttony is it's so enjoyable when you're in the gluttonous process. Yeah, it's delicious. And, until you, until, until you reach that point where you tick over into like you're just feeling sick. And it's the gluttonous regret. It's the shame. There's a deep shame and discomfort in having eaten that much food. I know. And then, you know, when you've got it under your pants. Yeah. And you get and you have to have a quick ease. I've never had to have a quick egg. No. That's when you know you've had too much. And you can't have a root after it. Like you tried to have a root like that and you're going, no, unless we both do missionary, this is not happening. We're both on the bottom (laughs) for this one. And what it's it's the worst excuse of no, I can't have sex tonight because I ate too much. I'm too full. I can't put one more thing inside. No more. I'm I'm chockers. I'm chocker block. It is interesting. If you do eat too much, it is it does I mean I, I lose my sex drive if I'm really full, do you? Oh, yeah. You like I, I don't finish off a pizza can't and have go, any pressure now on fuck me. And, yeah, no. No. No, you're already fucked. <laughs> You've got to choose one or the other, top or bottom. Yeah. Oh. Upstairs or downstairs. It's, <laughs> it's which orifice are you going to... Are you, you going to fill tonight? Yeah, gluttonous. <laughs> I that's not, I've never Does, thought about is it. Is gluttony only um, related to food or is it the way... Yeah, because I guess we we move into greed when we talk about possessions, don't we? Yeah, I think it's around food and alcohol, yeah. and probably you know we're all gluttonous with alcohol. Most some of people us. aren't. No, you're right. Some, some people, people just have like one drink, and yeah. I'm like, I would say I'm I'm like once I get it, once I get the head on for something, I'm like, no, I'm keeping on going. It tastes so good. I'm I'm a little more of a one drinker these days. You are. You've gone back to the one drink. Do you know why? Because I um. I get the heart palpitations. Oh, that helps. I was a great binge drinker in my day. It was amazing. It's really sad to lose in a fellow binge drinker. Oh, man, I'll still, I'll still give it a crack every now and then. <laughs> Ellen, Ellen, tell people about your heart palpitations, Ellen. Oh, yeah, well, I, I think it's the sulfites mm. in especially wine. Um, I'll have a great time and then at about 2 a.m., it's always about 2 a.m., I wake up and I feel like I'm having a heart attack. Heartbeat is about 190 beats per minute, which is kind of good. You're burning a few things off. But sweating and honestly feeling like uh, the first time it happened, I thought I was having a heart attack. That's scary. Yeah, it's horrible. So I have to use those little drops, which always, you know, people look at you a bit sus. It looks like you're drugging yourself. <laughs> Ellen's just roofing herself <laughs> you know, tonight. a little bit of rehypnol in her wine, hoping that she gets lucky with herself. <laughs> Um, but the other night I, ha- I had two cocktails and two glasses of wine, used the drops in the wine, obviously didn't use it in the cocktails, woke up, heart palpitations. Oh, really? And felt so sick the next day. Oh, that's terrible. And that's not a lot of alcohol. That's no. lightweight. That is lightweight. Yeah. I really feel for you, Ellen. sad. Is that part of menopause? Well, probably is, but you're not much of a, like, you wouldn't go the joint as well? Like, you're not much no. of a weed smoker. No, I'm way too paranoid. I used to be, but I'm way too paranoid now. Too paranoid. Now I would just be going, everyone's looking at me. Oh, my God, why did you say that? <laughs> like, yeah, you know, I'm one of those people. That. I can, I can do still. Do you do that or not? Uh, no. No, I you just get more get, confident. 
Uh, I, I can be quite gluttonous on the pot. I had to give up the pot because I would be smoking it every day. I have all seen day. I have seen you um, go hard on the substances and have yeah. had to lay you down. Yeah, you've seen me. I do pass out <laughs> yeah. by the end. Yeah, like oh, got, she's going she's over. Gone. She's like a leaning <laughs> tariff <laughs> You don't to, want me to fall down. Had, no, no, I've had to grab you. Yeah, before she falls. Yeah, um, I prefer now to do them. I think you, I isolate them. Like do do one or the other. Yeah, one or the other. Yeah, and I do prefer. I don't smoke much pot anymore, but I do love if I get a bit gluttonous on the pot. If I hit the pot, I like to. I I get stoned to clean. Which people find. Yeah, you've said that before. Yeah, I just love stones. I prefer, I wouldn't go out to get stoned to be around people. I just, I just want to be on my own in my house. Then I really get into cleaning. I can't explain how much I enjoy it. I just actually <laughs> like, and I just clean everything. I go through a drawer and I'll go upstairs. Like I get very distracted. So I, it takes me 10 hours to do the house, but I have, I've covered every corner because I'll see something and I'll have to take it over there and then get this and go, it's beautiful. That's when, amazing. It is, and you don't do that when you drink. No, I don't. No, you make the you create the mess. Yeah, I, I just <laughs> pretty well. That's it. I stay in one corner. Yeah. The only place I get up is to get another bottle of wine open, <laughs> which is I am I am sort of trying now to because I went. Oh, I've got to be more moderate. I've sort of trying only because I usually drink most nights, but I I noticed I was drinking from two glasses to three glasses to sometimes four. And it's just too much. So I'm really trying to cut it back now. It's hard to cut back. Do you drink every night? Well, because I I never did because I was Mm. going out to work a lot. So I never did. But being home, I'm not now, but it was easier. Suddenly I went, I'm drinking every night. Yeah. Well, especially when we first went into lockdown. Yeah. We were too. It's called a drink down. Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, you'd go, oh, it's four o'clock. Better have a gin. Better, you know, get the fire going outside. Have four a gin. o'clock. That's pretty four early. O'clock, yeah, yeah. You know? four o'clock. And and of course, you you can't have a gin without having a little bit of cheese and crackers you and some salami that. and all. You, you know, got to have your meats. We got the COVID curve. Yeah, it is. That's what happens when. <laughs> and you're I actually... actually just had to say, look, we can't do this. We can only do this on Friday and Saturday. Got to make it special. Yeah, like it wasn't it's, special anymore. It just it's becomes, every day. And you know when you're going, oh, no, I've got to have drink and cheese again. Like, oh, yeah. And you're going like a dreadful thing, but you, you can't. Yeah. I did have a conspiracy theory where I actually thought maybe COVID, you know, was created um, not in Wuhan but at Dan Murphy's. <laughs> <laughs> They're one of the few companies that would have done very well out of really this. Really well. Huh? Yeah, really well. Them and, you know, like JB Hi-Fi yeah, and Harvey got, Norman and stuff. got drunk and started, like, doing their interiors. Yeah. I can't believe how much people got into doing their interiors. Yeah. And and their landscaping. I know people who own a landscape supplies centre. They've never been busier than this year. Wow. Like they, everyone, everyone was at home. Pretending they're on the block. Yeah. It just, <laughs> yes. It just seems like... Getting drunk and doing renovations. <laughs> I mean, I would have done that, but I didn't have any money. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, it's all well and good to get job cap or a job seeker, but it's not enough, you know, to go crazy online. Yeah. I exactly. knew people with galleries that were selling hugely expensive paintings. Yeah. I know. How weird is that? I'm going, where are these people getting the money from? Maybe they are. Job keeper. Job. <laughs> About five jobs. We get five job keepers. <laughs> They've been gluttonous They've on the been job gluttonous keeper. with the money. Yeah. Is yeah, pinning out. Well, it, it is hard. I still struggle to. Um, I have to. Um, I would love to not. You know, food. Some days I'm not interested in food, but rarely. I like, think it's one of the beautiful. Things it is. In I life. think about like what I would like to eat, and I have to really. Well, you had that fortunate thing that you became 
allergic to gluten. Yeah, didn't it was you? fortunate, Which wasn't that, it? Because well, I am a bread person. It was really good because remember when we used to tour. <laughs> it was the biscuit tour. I remember when you said it was um, low point. Was at that McDonald's oh, that day? Armadale McDonald's. Was it Armadale? Yeah, I remember. <laughs> and we. <laughs> We used to share sweets, but we'd reached this point where we were no longer prepared to share. We had to have our own. Oh, dirty big pigs we were. We got, the... we got these disgusting, actually they were delicious, Yeah. cheesecakes from McDonald's with our coffee. Cookies and at, cream. At like nine o'clock in the morning. <laughs> it's like... We kind of, we got in there, we sidled into our seats, we had our coffees and we had our spoons and we went into it and both Ellen and I just looked at each other. I don't think we could even finish it. We, we didn't. put it in the bin and we went, that we can't do this anymore. <laughs> That's the line. That was rock bottom. We just, we just crossed it. <laughs> it's very dangerous to see generally and travelling with someone, you know what happens if you've got a, if you've got a friend that you binge with, yeah, it's dangerous. you're in trouble because you will... You kind of see each other and you go, even if you don't feel like it, you go binges on. <laughs> yeah. Binges on. We're together. And, and also we were doing that thing. I don't know if you did, but in my mind I'm like, oh, okay. you know, I'm on tour. I'm at work. Yeah. I don't eat like this at home. But we we were going away every weekend. Yeah. There was two or three days of, of yeah. binging. <laughs> every week. And then you were coming home and hitting the biscuits. Oh, I love a biscuit. <laughs> so you can't eat a biscuit. I can't eat a biscuit, <clears> but I shouldn't have been eating what I was eating then anyway. <laughs> But it was really, it was, you know, feeling that because no one saw it. It's like did the tree fall in the forest and you didn't see it, did yeah, it fall? Yeah, because no one's going to notice it. If a cheesecake is eaten at McDonald's in Armadale and no one you know sees you, did you eat it? Yeah. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, your ass, your ass never lies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can lie to yourself. Yeah. No, but we both, we, we, we reined it in because you couldn't eat yeah. all the stuff and then I went, okay, well, I'm not going to eat that stuff either. Yeah. When I'm with you and we stopped. And then my husband got the fatty liver syndrome diagnosis. So I went, okay, we need to cut out all And we had the fatty boomba diagnosis. I was was the fatty wife (laughs) diagnosis. We have have tried our various things. Um, Ellen and I both. Ellen got into Weight Watchers. I did well at Weight Watchers. (laughs) She was a good girl at Weight Watchers. They even got me up to do a speech. (laughs) I believe it. You never told me that. Didn't I? What did you you talk Talk about? About what I eat. Those women, the ones that when you're still eating cheesecake, I hate that one. <laughs> no, I got. They wanted me to get up and talk about how much weight I'd lost, and because I was an inspiration man <laughs> for about two months until I put the weight back on, until <laughs> I stopped my points. Yeah, and then you just stopped going. Yeah. Well, they closed down the meeting in Mullumbimby too. Yeah. Did you ever come to that? Yeah, meeting? I went to that meeting. Yeah. Um. And it was... It, it's the it, most depressing thing. You, was, you weigh yourself in front of everyone. It was really depressing. I and just found the whole idea of turning up. It felt like it was a 12-step anonymous group, except it's not anonymous because fat women are turning up at a church. <laughs> yeah, so it's go, well, fairly I know obvious. What, I know what that group is. <laughs> yeah, and one dude. Yeah, yeah. And one dude that just sits there and kind of... I think he just wants to crack onto someone, really. Yeah, he doesn't just, care if he's, he's fat. He's really into the big girls. Yeah. He's a chubby chaser. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. <laughs> But so yeah, so we did do well on Weight Watchers. What else have we done? We did well, but we didn't. We did. It, we didn't maintain. It's very hard to find. Like you're kind of looking for something easier. A quick fix. A quick fix. So that was that. Um, I've tried the shakes. Yeah, we've not all like tried the shakes. DT, um, but the actual <laughs> th- those protein shakes, and they're good if you're getting surgery. 
Yeah. But, <laughs> so you've got to quickly it's drop. so them. depressing. Yeah. Like, you can't live like that. That's no, not can't. food. No, it's not. It's That's liquid. That's not food. Yeah, yeah, it's liquid. Yeah. Um, and then oh, the, you you got on the Atkins. Yeah. Michael Mosley. Oh yeah, well that's actually been that's actually been quite good. That's how Alex had to lose his weight for the fatty liver thing, mm. and that was quite good. The that's... diabetic diet, <laughs> <laughs> and now he's a diabetic. Yeah, now we're both diabetics. Um, um, no, that's actually quite good. It's kind of common sense. Yeah, it's cutting down your the amount you eat. So don't be that's that's what it should be called. Don't be a gluttonous gorger. Do you know how you got that thing that your protein should oh, be no yeah. bigger than the size of your hand? And I went, yeah. I've got pretty big I hands. I know. Can I have protein the size of your hand? Because yeah. I've got tiny hands. You get little hands. <laughs> I, mean, I get a bit more protein. Yeah. If you've got big hands, you're in luck. <laughs> you're a little-handed person. Probably shouldn't eat that much. Yeah, that, well, because the rest of you is probably should who, be little too. Who goes into the butcher and go, can I have a steak about that big? Thank you. Yeah. Don't show your hands to the butcher. Butchers love you to be gluttonous, don't they? Oh, they do. They love it when you come in for the big cut. I think they love big, big eating women. Yeah, the they butchers, do. don't they? That's why they come and open the door <clears throat> for you. You know the butchers. You know butchers. I once heard. I think it was on Triple J back in the day. Butchers um, get the most um, sex outside marriage. You know, like women cracking onto them of all the tradies. Really? Yeah. Because you know, they? there's a thing that women. Some women really go nuts for tradies. Yeah. You know, they have a fantasy that a carpenter comes over and so someone just lurks just in around his, in his tool belt. So if you, you know. come in, you know, five past five, a little bit late for your meat. Yeah, give him a bit of a wink. And you and go, a, you got anything else out can the you back home for me? Deliver? Yeah. Yeah. I'm uh, <laughs> going to put some meat in the oven. Got a little bit of, yeah, a little bit of <laughs> a few fresh cuts. Um, yeah, butchers. Yeah, I've got it. Yeah. You can kind of see it though, right? Because they've oh, got the gift of the it. gab and they're good time boys. Yeah, the apron on. Yeah, the big knives they're swinging big, around. Yeah, they're yeah. they're happy. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, they're, yeah, they're up for it. And yeah, yeah, nice. Well, there you go. Um, good to know if anyone's thinking about what anyone's career to go in and or what tradie to root. Butchers. <laughs> Butchers are the easiest, apparently. Easiest to get across yeah. the line. Yeah. And they go, all right. Imagine how exhausted they're going. I'll be home. Imagine ringing the wife. Look, love, I'll be home soon. It's <laughs> got so three housewives to root first, and then then I'll be there. Yeah. That's so cute. Well, we we are. It is it, menopause isn't great either. But no, it's not because you can't be even nearly. You can't eat as much anymore because you're not. Your burning part's gone. Oh, it's it's out. It's out. It's true, isn't it? Like you're yeah. down to you're down to a very small amount. It's very boring because you got more. Like I feel like I I should be able to eat more now. Yeah, I've got, earned it. Yeah, got more money. Yeah, go to more restaurants. Got more to live for. Yeah, kids have grown up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's not fair. Well, it's that cycle of being a woman. There's always something going on. Yeah, there is. But but then the other hand, you know, you could go, yeah, bugger it. I just want to eat what I want. But you kind of want to live long too. I've got a friend now who only eats one meal a day. I don't live like that. Yeah, how? I don't know. They just lock them. And is she really slim? Yeah, she's lost heaps of weight. Yeah. Of course she has. Because she stays starving. home and she smokes heaps of weed too. Yeah, right. And then eats once once a day and eats a few berries. And I, I can't live like that. No, you can't live like that. No, you can't, can't live like that. can't live like that doing that, you know. Probably only eat two meals a day but quite a few snacks. Oh, who doesn't love a snack? There's nothing gluttonous <laughs> about snack? a snack. Oh, a few blueberries, a bit of chicken, a can of tuna. Can you stop? A can of Cashews. tuna is a snack. Like a little can. Yeah, but that's a snack. Like, hmm. I'm just going to crack open a can. <laughs> yeah, I just just on its own? Yeah, on its own. That's gross. <laughs> That's gross. Yeah. 
that's normal. Ew. And then you go and talk to your husband with your tuna breath. <laughs> it's like I'm eating cat food. It's disgusting. That's exactly what it is. Tuna has to go with something. Does it? Because I often eat just a little snack of it. I smash it. It's kind of what, wait, bodybuilders do. Yeah. Smash, smash and breath. I'll have a bit of chicken. I eat protein for snacks. <laughs> you cash- like a bodybuilder. Yeah, cashews. And then oh, I see, that's hard to stop with just you uh, allocated 10 cashews. 10 cashews. What bullshit. <laughs> yeah. 10 yeah. Go back another 10, ten 20, handfuls. and then another like a half a. D- I, I ate cashews. Salted? Yeah, salted. Yeah, got to be salted. And roasted. And I ate cashews <laughs> until there's a point where you go, more cashews, more cashews, more cashews, more cashews. Oh, I've had too many cashews. Yeah. And there, <laughs> there isn't anywhere in between <laughs> no. that. No. Yeah. There's only more cashews or too much cashews. That's disgusting now. Yeah. Yeah. When I was. um. When the kids were in hospital, my kids were preemie and they were in hospital and I was um, expressing heaps of milk for them. Mm. I became addicted to um, smoked almonds. And I used to go over to the Lismore Base Hospital like at 6 o'clock in the morning for the kids' first feed and I would just be itching, like willing them to hurry up. He's like they're three weeks old. (laughs) (laughs) I'm willing them to hurry up so I can run down to To the supermarket to get this giant bag of smoked almonds. Wow. Yeah. So they were pretty well breastfed on almond milk. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and one of them's just become a vegetarian. Maybe that's why. Yeah. Yeah. You just would have been pumping out the almond juice. Unbelievable. I just couldn't stop. I I would think about them when I... And then more milk would come because yeah. you'd be like so excited about yeah. the. Um... I still do love a smoked almond. All right. Well, I think we've pretty well covered the gluttony I think we today. Have. We've revealed all of our bad habits. I know. It's <laughs> actually got really. When we're doing it, I actually started thinking about what I'd really like to eat. Like, if you can eat anything as before we go, like if you're going to have like a. Yeah, let's okay, plan so a really big meal that yeah, you'd okay. eat. Okay. So mine would probably be. Um, for start, I really love Greek Mediterranean food. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah. So, so for starters, I would like to have like um, ouzo cured salmon. <gasps> I was going to say salmon. Well, you and I always order the same thing. Yeah. We just said that, but salmon, yes. Ouzo cured salmon. That's, that's incredible. It's so, it's the best thing I've ever eaten in my life. Um, and then some, you know, flamed saganaki. Cheese, you know oh, the hot cheese that's that they like. Beautiful, light. yeah, I love that. Oh my god, I could eat so much of that. You don't shit for a week after you eat it, but it's great. <laughs> it's worth it. <laughs> and then all the beautiful, you know, the the chicken, mm. the way they the way they do it. I'm not so much on the mincy moussaka that sort of stuff, but no. you know the slow cooked lamb. Oh my god, all that all that Greek food. That's that's probably what I would go for. That would be good. And then the beautiful desserts like um, the custard pastries or creme brulee. I love that sort of stuff. That's nice. I had a a duck curry the other night. That was so good. I'm a huge fan of duck. Like a duck's either really not great and when it's good, it's it's just next level. It It was really great. It was amazing duck curry. I would probably go for a bit of duck. Yeah. I like a range of meats. I really love meat. I like a slow cooked meat. Yeah, I love a slow cooked meat. I don't love a no cooked meat. Like I'm, <laughs> no. um, I like it really cooked. I'm afraid, so not yeah, boiled. Yeah, you do. But cooked. You do ruin your steaks yeah, when do. we go out. So I, I do. I like always a, do the rare, yeah, and I you go like well done, don't you? Yeah, I like that. So I do prefer. I don't really go. I don't carb up now. So I'd probably go for the duck curry with no rice, and then I'd have it with salmon. Yeah. And then I might have a steak. <laughs> really, <laughs> just keep proteining up. <laughs> then I might have a little bit of vegetable. So no one will. No one. 
will put us in prison because our last meal <laughs> would just be there for Forever. two days. No, no, we're not finished yet. I haven't even started. That's just the appetizer. <laughs> I'm hungry now. All right. Yeah. Well, that's good. Gluttony. Maybe you should um email us and tell us about your gluttonous habits. Oh, yeah. Tell we us. would love to hear it. Or get on our Facebook page. What's the worst thing you've ever done pigging out? I have actually woken up with bits of cake in my bra. I've often found food. I do jokes about it, but it's not a joke. It's actually true. Where there's, Or I've woken up and there's food stuck to me. <laughs> my friend once I live with, she slept walk. And she woke up with bacon and eggs in the bed because she, she actually sleptwalked and cooked bacon and cooked eggs bacon and while eggs. she was asleep, went back to bed and went to sleep and woke up. And she's going, why is there egg in my hair? And then she no. fried it. Yep. was in there. She cooked up bacon and eggs and ate half of it and went to sleep. I've never done that. When no, I say I've friend, I might mean me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's very funny. <laughs> That is funny. Um, I can't think of the worst thing I've done. There's been too many. It's yeah, just it's the overeating. It's the too know, much. Yeah. Remember when hot dogs used to be out and you're drunk and your one was never enough and you'd go back for the second hot dog? Yeah, I've, ne- I've never been a fan of the hot oh, dog. I always went for the second hot dog. I'd always get like the shawarma. Oh, I'd love that. You should never go the second one though. <clears throat> oh, no, you can't go the second one. Yeah, no. you, you know that now because you've grown up. <laughs> but you can't even. Yeah, like, they, you know, they put all that garlic kind of yogurt and stuff on it and you you can barely get through yeah, one. Yeah, takes you out. It's got the juice at the bottom. Mm. No, no, you <laughs> can't have two. All right. Well, yeah, so give us an email, info at womenlikeus.com.au or get on our Facebook page or whatever. Um, next week, what are we going to talk about next week? Which deadly sin? Uh, I think we should talk, we're going to talk about lust. Lust next week. Yeah, That's you've always got to go one. for a bit of lust because it should come straight after gluttony because it is the other end. <laughs> it is. It is the other binge hole. <laughs> lust next week, everyone. Hey, thanks for listening. Hey, you can like us and rate us wherever you're listening, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podcast Republic. It really makes a difference. We're not sure how it makes a difference, no. but it really does make a difference. It gets us out there well, apparently, even actually, more. I don't even have a clue how it makes a difference. No, but, you know, I don't know, but that's what they tell us to who say. Who are these people that rate? The podcast raters. <laughs> <laughs> We're produced by us with a lot of help from our wonderful fellow funny friend, Lindsay Webb. So thanks, Lindsay. And our original woman like us music is written and performed by Gian and Simon. So thanks to them. Thanks to them. We'll be back next week. I'm Ellen. I'm Mandy. We're, We're women, women like, like us. us. See ya. See ya.